Today's show is brought to you by one of my favorite books on the Master Bookshelf, Great for God, Missionaries Who Changed the World. If you've been listening to our podcast very long, you've heard me and other guests talk about our love for this book. And today I have the honor of interviewing the author, David Shibley, as well as offering you a 20% discount on the book specifically created for the, our podcast listeners. So thank you for tuning in. You'll find the information about how to get the discount in the show notes. So let's get started. Welcome to the Master Books Podcast, where we bring you conversations that will strengthen your biblical worldview and the faith of your family. I'm Jennifer White, publicist at Master Books, a division of New Leaf Publishing Group. As host of this show, I'll be opening the doors to the Master Books family library of books, authors, and curriculum. For over 45 years, our company has been about one thing, ink on paper to touch eternity. In a world increasingly at war with God, we are publishing to partner with you to disciple your family, the church, and the nations. So today, David Shibley, the author of several books at masterbooks.com is with me. I'm so excited for him to tell you about my favorite book, but I also wanted you to know that he has written Marketplace Memos, Now That You're His, and today we're talking about Great for God. Welcome, David. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It's a delight to be with you again and with all who are either watching or listening to this podcast. I think we're going to have a good time today as we uh, explore some of the great lives of the history of the church. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry and why missions is your passion. Jennifer, I was a privileged child, not financially by any means. In fact, I, I only realized, I think when I was in high school, that technically we probably would have been uh, categorized as lower middle class as far okay. as revenue is concerned. But my dad was a very godly pastor in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, who had a tremendous heart for missions. Interestingly, it was as if he himself was providentially hindered from going overseas. His only time overseas was uh, in his own service in the Second World War in the Pacific. But uh, he, he never went on mission trips, and yet he had this tremendous love for the world, a tremendous heart for the fulfilling of our Lord's great commission to take the gospel to the world and make disciples of all of the nations. And the church that he pastored in Tulsa, the church where I grew up, gave 50%, half of every offering, from the first offering they ever received, straight to missions. And uh, our home was something of a grand central station for missionaries who were coming through. Uh, which was a tremendous education and a tremendous broadening experience. I, I wish every child could have the experience to hear some of the things that I heard uh, mm -hmm. about the nations and about what God was doing in the nations. So even though my dad died tragically when I was 15 years old, he left me this tremendous inheritance spiritually mm -hmm. of, uh, of a real appreciation of the gospel and of the value of getting the gospel to the entire world. And so that's uh, that's always been my heart. The Lord called me to preach when I was 16 years old. Really? So I am in my 55th year of ministry. I've pastored churches along the way, served as an evangelist, 
And in the early 1990s, I became involved with the ministry that I founded, uh, Global Advance, which mm -hmm. lifts up the hands and strengthens the hands of national pastors and church leaders, as well as Christians in the marketplace all over the world. We have national teams that we help to coach and encourage for a national uh, joint vision for the evangelizing of different nations. And so uh, I'm deeply grateful. Over the years, I've had the privilege in, be in ministering personally in about uh, 72 nations of the world. And I've seen something very important to me, Jennifer, and that is that even though the church, the world is in worse shape, really, than I thought it was, the church worldwide is in better shape than I realized. That's there so are, encouraging. There are courageous people all over uh, the world who are serving Christ today. And so the reason that I wrote Great for God was because we stand on the shoulders of some absolute spiritual giants and their stories are in jeopardy of being lost to the next generation. They have to be passed down. And these people, Jennifer, they're just too great. They're too important in our own history for us to uh, lose the stories of what they did and what they accomplished. And so that's really why I wrote the book. These aren't full biographies. These are, mm -hmm. are profiles, 23 profiles not only of missionaries serving on the field, but those who have really pushed the cause of Christ. Uh, men like Dawson Trotman, who founded the great ministry of the Navigators, or Bill Bright, who founded Campus Crusade for Christ, now known as Crew. Uh, mm -hmm. so, or Charles E. Fuller. Uh, today, we've heard of Fuller Seminary, named in his honor. But also, he was the greatest uh, uh, communications pioneer of his day, uh, getting the gospel out by radio back in the 40s uh, to a war-torn world. And he, he saw thousands of young men come to faith in Christ who were stationed in Long Beach, California. That's where the broadcast emanated from. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he was able to, to uh, share the gospel with them in his weekly live broadcast that literally went out all over the world, over the ABC radio network. Wow. Uh, 20 million people were listening to that broadcast. And that's in a time when probably the population of the United States was 125 to 150 million. So the impact was just incredible. And it's stories like that uh, mm -hmm. that I share in Great for God. Wow. I love the fact that we learn in, in these testimonies or these biographies how God takes people from all different walks of life and very simple origin who simply say yes to the Lord in a very committed way. And then to see the supernatural things that God does with their commitment. Yes, that's so true. I think uh, it was Elizabeth Elliot who made the statement, there are no small obediences. Mm. In other words, every yes that we say to God has tremendous ramifications and you see that in these stories over and over again, over a span of a couple of hundred years, uh, beginning with William Carey, who is uh, now known as kind of the father of modern missions. But going uh, on up into uh, our own day, uh, Elizabeth Elliot's martyred husband, Jim Elliot, we tell his story in Great for mm -hmm. God, along with four other very uh, courageous men who laid down their life endeavoring to get the gospel 
to the Wadani tribe. And of course, it was Jim Elliott who made the spectacular statement that is still heard often today. That man is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Mm -hmm. And it was that kind of ethos that really propelled uh, person after person that is highlighted in this book. And, you know, Jennifer, I, I think kids today uh, with the pandemic, with uh, kind of a malaise that seems to be over the entire nation, uh, a lot of hopelessness among kids today, suicide rates are, are on the rise among uh, uh, young people uh, in, in a pretty dramatic way. Uh, all of that says to me, uh, these kids need purpose. And they also need examples. Mm -hmm. And this book uh, gives both. It talks about people who laid down their own agendas to embrace a much larger purpose, the purpose of God in their own generation mm -hmm. and contributing to the advance of God's message in their generation. And what God did through uh, very ordinary people from ordinary means, as you say, uh, I can't think of one with the possible exception of Charles Fuller, who came from an affluent family. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the others came from, from, from pretty uh, humble means, and yet the Holy Spirit raised them up and multiplied millions of dollars, went not to their hands, but through their hands right. for the advance of the gospel uh, mm -hmm. around the world. Uh, every story is an uplifting story. And you know what? It's, it's a great book to use. Uh, with family devotions as well, and to read as a family. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, I remember when I was writing it, I was encouraged to write it about a junior high level. I said, hey, no problem. I, I think I can do that. I think I'm good at that. <laughs> and uh, that has, uh, uh, that's where I tried to, to keep the book so that it would be really readable. So there's a lot of information, a lot of dates, a lot of places. And yet at the same time, it's a very readable story of each one of uh, these magnificent lives that contributed very markedly uh, right. to the advance of the gospel in their time. Right. What, what really touches me is we read the word of God and we have to read the word of God. There's no way right. to do the word of God without reading the word of God and knowing what it is. And then the leadership of him in our own lives but these are people who took the word of God, synthesized it into their own, their own relationship with him and, and lived it for yes, us they did. as Absolutely. an example of what that looks like in modern day. So we're not just looking back at Bible stories and saying, or not stories, accounts, historical accounts of real things that happened back in those days. But we are looking at people who have done similar things in their time that we see in the Bible. So just this ongoing, if you trust God, if you say yes to God in the simplest of ways, what he will do with your yes, like you said. Absolutely. And, and we see this over and over again. I think of, of William Carey, who was 29 years old, I believe, when he wrote a, a, a book with a, a, a very long title about uh, how Christians are to use, uh, back then they, they called it using means, uh, mm -hmm. for the advance of the gospel. And Kerry uh, made this tremendous case to the church in England uh, to, to get the gospel out. 
and it became kind of the bellwether of, of many missionaries going that mm -hmm. book and uh, those in the publishing industry, Christian publishing, should uh, appreciate and and thank God for the impact that that book made. Now, that was before Kerry ever left for India, when I he see. was still a pastor in England. Mm -hmm. But then, having written that book, he himself sails to India, experiences tremendous hardship along the way. Uh, one wife dies, another wife uh, struggles with... Uh, mental and emotional issues simply because of, of the pressure of being completely uprooted from everything she knew mm -hmm. into a very different culture. Uh, tremendous challenges, but but the big challenge, and, and this is the one story I would want to share in our time together. Uh, when William Carey was 51 years old, he had uh, stored all of his work, all of his manuscripts. He, he went to translate the Bible uh, into the, the different dialects and languages of India, of which there are many. Uh, and even though Hindi today is the national language of India, uh, still today there's a multiplicity of first languages that are spoken in that nation. Kerry understood this, and so he attempted to get the gospel into written form, the Bible into written form, uh, in many different languages, he, he had finally and handwritten uh, before there were printing presses, but then he, he did finally establish a printing press. But here was all of his work of 10 years, hmm. dictionaries, uh, background resource material, and then uh, manuscripts of portions of scripture in at least three or four languages. And Jennifer, one night there was a su suspicious fire. Uh, no one was ever charged with uh, who set the fire. Uh, quite probably it was set by radical Hindus who were not happy with William Carey being there. And uh, you can imagine, here's a guy 51 years old. He is He's watching 10 years of his investment, his work, his life, literally going up in, in flames how easy it would have been for Kerry just to throw in the towel and say, hey, that's it. The price is too high. I'm out of here. These people aren't receptive. I'm gone. But instead, he dug in and he bore down deeper into the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. And by the end of his life, he had translated at least major portions of Scripture into 37 dialects and languages. And even today, the Wycliffe Bible translator folks say, how in the world did he do this with far fewer linguistic tools than, than we have are at our disposal today? Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it's those kinds of stories of tremendous faith. And I, I just want to read, if I could, one statement from sure. that I think is so great. He said, there are grave difficulties on every hand and more looming ahead. Therefore, <laughs> we must go forward. Mm. I think that's the kind of encouragement that believers need today. And uh, you get it in real abundance in the book, Great for God. Well, you just blessed my heart because I've had major setbacks in my life that felt like everything I had worked for 
burned up in a minute. And so it's very encouraging to see that, you know, witness that in someone else's life. And really, that's a supernatural grace to be able to just, if you just will say, yes, I'm willing to go forward. He, the Lord will meet you there and take you into the what he accomplished. I mean, that was Ephesians 3.20, exceedingly and abundantly, more than he could have asked or imagined, but not by his own power and not for his own glory. That's so true. And, you know, even Hindu scholars today and, and uh, Indian historians, most of them would, would acknowledge that really the father of modern India is not Mahatma Gandhi. Mm. It's William Carey. No kidding. Uh, Carey was the father of, of modern India. Uh, not only did he introduce the gospel, mm-hmm. but uh, he, in, he, he lifted their lives on so many levels. He introduced botany to the nation of India, beautifying their lives and uh, their surroundings. And, uh, and of course, bringing languages into uh, a a written form and uh, literacy uh, rising dramatically as a result Mm -hmm. of of his efforts, introducing concepts of of democracy and egalitarianism that were not there before. And so uh, we, we have a, a lot, the world owes a lot, really, uh, to William Carey and to many of these unsung heroes. Uh, their, their stories were famous in heaven long before uh, anyone told them down here. And I know that they have uh, uh, received a, a, a tremendous uh, reward uh, from the Lord for their service. And I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting these people in heaven. Absolutely. They, they were such great examples for us. I, and, and I'm, I, I don't want to appear self-promotional with my book, but, but I can think of very few books right now that would be more helpful and more encouraging to a, a church that just kind of seems like, it seems like we've been punched several ways and we're kind of disoriented and we don't know uh, what to do next or, or what's happening mm-hmm. next. Uh, this would be a book to ground us, to encourage us, and to really move us forward in the purpose of God, which remains the same with us, with our generation as it was with them. Go into all the world, proclaim the gospel to every person. Go into all the world, make disciple, disciples of every nation or every people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was their commission. It is our commission. And until that commission is fulfilled, uh, we have a huge job to do. Absolutely. And I agree with you. What an encouraging book. Great for God is for, I'm trying to make sure I get it in the picture here for those of you who are watching this on YouTube. But um, I believe that every, anybody who does Bible study devotionals will benefit from this groups at church. I have used it in online Bible studies as I've taught on certain topics, just to bring out how a particular uh, missionary did something that related to what we were studying. And I wish you could see everybody who's listening or watching this. I wish you could see how many underlines I have in um, Bill Bright's story about Campus Crusades for Christ. I have been so inspired by how he and his wife just laid down everything, you know, and it was a team. They they were a tremendous team. I had the privilege. I, I did not know them well. I'm sure they wouldn't have remembered my name, but 
I, I did have the privilege of meeting both Dr. Bright and Vonette Bright, mm-hmm. uh, a, a magnificent couple, but both of them were, were real spiritual powerhouses. And, and uh, they're, uh, as great as their, uh, commit, their commitment to the job or the task was, mm-hmm. uh, even greater was their commitment to personal intimacy with Jesus. And uh, they, they uh, fostered this deep, deep relationship with Christ. And it, it showed. Mm-hmm. And it, it was kind of an example, particularly to these college students. The, the first chapter of Campus Crusade was in 1951 at UCLA. And immediately it began to impact that, na- that uh, campus for Christ. And then, of course, it began to spread uh, very rapidly and continues to do so today. It remains one of the great, great ministries worldwide uh, for the gospel, even in, in our time today. Mm-hmm. Well, their, their story just amazes me. They wrote a formal contract with yes. God. They created their own contract, signed it, agreed to be slaves of Jesus Christ yes. with their lives. And then the outcome of what they accomplished, not just with Campus Crusades for Christ, which accomplished so much, but the many other things that got done on their watch. Exactly. Exactly. We don't, yeah, we don't, yeah, that's okay. We don't have time to go into all the details, but I just, I really want to encourage you to check this out. It's at masterbooks.com. We have a special discount for anybody that's listening. You can take 20% off of this particular book in print or as an ebook, and the code will be in the show notes when you are um, watching or listening to the show. So I wanted to also ask you, were there, tell us about women that you mentioned in the book. Well, I, I think of Mary Slessor. Uh, there's Amy Carmichael, mm-hmm. who was tremendously uh, used by God. Uh, these these were two powerhouse missionaries, one in Africa, and uh, Amy Carmichael, of course, uh, in in Asia uh, and in India. Uh, Amy Carmichael <laughs> once uh, uh, a friend of hers said, uh, "My doctor told me because of my heart condition not to make any sudden movements that I might die." And Amy Carmichael's response was, "How do you ever resist the temptation?" <laughs> <laughs> in other words, she knew that to depart and to be with Christ is far better. And she lived with this eternal perspective, mm-hmm. realizing that she was going to give an account of her life to Christ. Mary Slessor, talk about courage. Uh, she she stood in the midst of some very vicious tribes and carved out a missionary uh, station mm-hmm. that was about 30 miles inland from the coast. One night, she and two young uh, children from Calabar, today's Nigeria, they landed at uh, about 11 or 12 o'clock at night uh, on the shores of Calabar. And she, with these two kids in the middle of the night, began to walk toward the mission station. Uh, They arrived early morning about breakfast time, and those uh, there were surprised and and, and very concerned, why would you endanger yourself and these children? Uh, not only uh, could you have been harmed in some way by people, but all of the uh, ferocious animals, lions who might have attacked you. Uh, 
And Mary Slessor's response was, no self-respecting lion would have dared to attack us the way we were singing those hymns. <laughs> that and, is so uh, encouraging. Yeah. And that's uh, that's the kind of, uh, uh, of strength of, uh, of life and strength of commitment to Christ mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, just epitomized the lives of all 23 people who are profiled uh, in this book. I, I think it'll be a great, I know it will be a great encouragement uh, to anyone uh, who reads it. And everyone, it, these are profiles. They're not full biographies. Mm-hmm. Uh, every one of them is three, four, at the most five pages long. Right. It, it gives you just a taste of their life, but it also is very inspirational. And many will want to go and research more and read more mm-hmm. about several of the uh, people who are uh, are displayed in this book. Absolutely. And what I'm imagining um, is the older students, the older homeschool students reading this to the younger ones, and as well as family devotions, like you mentioned, I give this as gifts, especially for graduation. Um, I recommend it as a gift for Christmas. Anybody who you know is going into a new season and will need their faith to be encouraged, this book will do it because of the true heroes of our faith. They, these are more modern day. I mean, they're not in this alive today necessarily, but more modern day to, to help your student yes. look at the Bible, look at our history and look at themselves and their future and say, if they could do this, if God could use them to do this, then God could use me to do something incredible or small that would have incredible ripple effects, whatever the Lord chooses to do. Absolutely, Jennifer. And uh, each one of these just kind of shifted like a gear out of their best efforts mm-hmm. into a supernatural grace, That's a what supernatural I see. anointing. The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit literally just picked up their lives mm-hmm. and made them more than they ever could have been at their personal best because the the very life of God was flowing through uh, these marvelous brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm -hmm. And again, uh, as Isaiah said, these were just people of like passions as we have. They had the same emotions, the same challenges, the same disappointments. Mm -hmm. uh, And and yet God, by his spirit, used them in literally supernatural ways to impact nations for Christ. Absolutely. And I just want to encourage, especially the homeschool parents listening, that your laid down love for the Lord witnessed by us, by your children and choosing to disciple your children at home is an example of a modern day missionary, a courageous faith move, faith working by love, your love for the Lord, your love for your children, and you're doing the Great Commission right there in your home. So we want to thank you, and we are thankful to partner with you in that through our homeschool curriculum, and as well as David Shibley's book, Great for God, Missionaries Who Changed the World. And I just want to bless each one of you with what Proverbs says, true humility and fear of the Lord that leads to riches and honor and long life, and that riches, honor, and long life in the kingdom, the the things that the kingdom says the Bible says, the gospel says, are rich, those riches. Thank you, David. Thank you, everybody, for being a part of the show. Again, you can get 20% off of Great for God for one week 
after the show airs, you will see the details of the code in this um, in the show notes. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for joining the Masterbooks podcast. This was fun, and we are really glad you were with us. We invite you to check out masterbooks.com. We have a big library of books that will feed the faith of your family. And hey, subscribe to our channel so you won't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.